0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host,
1: Lynn Cullen. Hello, 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 hello. We're, uh, we want to uh, beg your forgiveness for the uh, delay, uh, technical issues, uh, but that's part of the charm of this program, don't you think? Uh, technical issues. And uh, they they sort of remain in that uh, while we can get now Susan on the show, we can't get you. <laughs> so no calls for you, but we do have Susan, and we're going to try to iron this out by tomorrow, come hell or high water. Okay? I, on the other hand, refuse to get flustered by any of it because... It's the all new Lynn Cullen. Susan, are you there by any chance?
0: I am. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning to you. Jeez. Jeez. So, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Technical snafu foofoos. And well, uh, I'll
0: tell you, it, it really was weird this morning because, uh, as any caller into your show knows. You have to, or at least I have to. No, you have have to, to. right. I have to. I have to enter a series of numbers right? to to get to the correct place that I need to be in order to be your guest on the phone, I guess. Right. So today when I was doing it, I called in, and then it says enter the show number, and I would push the button on my phone and nothing would happen.
1: Well, Susan— Susan,
0: as if my phone was malfunctioning.
1: No, this it is a, you guys. no. This is exactly though the problem we are having on our end. We can't get. Uh, you somehow got through after trying and trying and trying. We've been trying and trying and trying and can't get through. Um, so it's odd. I mean, you. It, it is
0: odd, but it's we, something with their program. I just want you to know that. So. <laughs>
1: Carlo is saying, eh, eh, tell me something I don't know. Okay. So, I know, I know, I, okay. know, I know. Here we here. are. Anyway. Here we are. Here we are. That That's good. Here we are. And good. it's it's good to hear you back. It's been uh, it's been a long time. It's been like f- six weeks, I think, it since you've been. been on the show. It has been. Yeah. So uh, welcome and back. I've
0: just been walking around all by myself. Screaming at trees because I have nobody to rant at. But anyway,
1: <laughs> is there? I mean, it's not Susan. It's not like anything happened in the last six weeks that uh, would be uh, rant-worthy. Um, no,
0: my current. Yes, actually, my current rant is about false eyelashes. Oh
1: well, that's. Excuse me. Um, what? Well, they are
0: showing up. It, they are showing up in the strangest places, and I just want to say, ladies, this really is my current rant. If we want to get all meat to eat, then we got to stop adorning ourselves like like idiots. I mean
1: No, we don't. Do we... Those are not, Susan. Those are not relatable.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just saying I don't want somebody else telling me which hairs I have to pluck out of my body and which hairs I got to glue onto my body. And When there are women who I happen to know would no more wear false eyelashes except that some person told them that they have to wear false eyelashes, I would say, go flush yourself down the toilet, sir. You put on false eyelashes. You put on lipstick. You get a perm. You dye your hair. You lose 10 pounds. (laughs) You wear high heels. You do all this stupid shit.
1: Well, where do you think it's coming from? I mean, you think I don't know. you think men you tell are telling me, women?
0: You tell me that Rachel Maddow wants to wear false eyelashes.
1: She does.
0: Well, she sure had them on last night. They were little spiky ones, individually put in, so they didn't look she didn't look like poor little Sarah Huckabee. The only time I ever feel sorry for that broad is when I see her standing there with those hedges on her eyes.
1: Hedges. I- <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't watch her, so I don't know. But wait, I'd be surprised. Rachel Maddow, you yeah, think, had why, why, had like I individual... Can
0: I can guarantee you. And so for some reason last night, that got me so angry, I just couldn't stand it. If Rachel Maddow is gluing hair onto her eyelashes because some man told her to, what chance do the rest of us have?
1: Well, I under
0: <laughs> I mean, really, really, I I do think that women have to stop this crap. We look fine just the way we are.
1: Oh, that sounds like Mr. Rogers, who had a special on PBS last night. At, I know. You know, I know what? I watched that and I found myself crying twice. What a what a gentle, wondrous, loving soul. If everybody were like that, we'd be living in uh, in paradise. But he, he was not like everybody else. Yeah. Well, I agree that, um, yeah, I. you think women do that totally for men, or do you think they oh, no. also do it I think for women, other women?
0: I think, I think women do it for themselves because they have been convinced now that they look like crap unless they do this. Yeah. We've bought it. We have bought our own subjugation, and we impose it on ourselves. And I'm really serious about this. I see this as a symptom of if we really think that we want equality in pay, equality in power, equality in just being viewed as serious and real individuals, then we need to start treating ourselves that way. And I'm sorry if it means that a lot of people who make their money in these silly little industries might not make as much. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with with doing it if you want to do it. But to be told to do it, to be told that you're unattractive if you don't do it, to be told that the way you look naturally is wrong, is wrong.
1: Well, that's right.
0: (laughs) And I'm tired of it. And it's just stupid. (laughs)
1: Um, and I didn't know. It wastes
0: know, see, I, time and it wastes money, and it's and it's all about all the things that are unimportant.
1: Yeah, this is true. You know, just since I let my hair go its natural route, and uh, also just decided to stop getting haircuts too, I can't imagine how much money I I should tote it up. How much you money?
0: Start thinking about how much money you saved and how much time.
1: Oh, uh, oh. Uh, And, you know, when I was on vacation, I did not do makeup either. Um, And And can
0: I say you look just beautiful?
1: Well, thank you very much. But I still think I look more beautiful with makeup on. Well,
0: our mother puts on lipstick to swim her laps in the morning because some man told her that he saw her swim one day. So now she puts on lipstick because some man looked at her.
1: I mean, you're absolutely right. We women have, uh, this has happened from, stop and think and ask me if you don't do this. I have tried to bite my tongue, but I've heard myself do this. This comes at women, it comes at little girls before they even are capable of uh, thought and uh, and language. Think of all the times that you see a uh, Adorable little girl, and you say you are so pretty. I've heard myself say it. Yep. Yeah. I one
0: of my daughter's friends who um, has is fostering three beautiful siblings, and hopefully now that she's had them for a year, will be allowed to adopt.
1: I hope so too.
0: But um, she. Early on, because the the little girl was just spectacularly beautiful, forbade people from saying that. She said, you may tell my little girl how smart she is, right, just like you tell You her see, brother. but you
1: don't know how smart she is. The immediate thing you see is how beautiful she is. You don't have to know yeah. her to no, be gobsmacked allow, by how gorgeous allow. she is. She'll be hearing she it all her life.
0: All her life. But right. she, The mother tries to control it because she's right. There's more to her than...
1: But we, pleasant appearance. yeah. But we, so supposedly enlightened uh, women. This is how ingrained it is, and I can, I try mightily not to say that to little girls. I try to find something else. But you say things like, "Oh, I love your shoes, right? Oh, what cute, what a cute dress," and that is all saying. It's all about. It's all about the sort of superficial thing. That gets you attention and gets you praise. No, we—it's so incessant because it comes at us on, you know, in movies, on television, on social media, uh, in our personal interactions, uh, through marketing. And the women who are able to somehow (laughs) withstand it are. are definitely in the uh, minority, and they're also just strong as holy hell, or else just so contrarian. You
0: know, I'm just saying that, that our capitulation uh, as a gender yeah. to this particular part of our role that we've been assigned is detrimental to our overweening goals, and that if we want men to treat us as equals, we need to— Stop accepting the mantle of servitude that we wear every day and that we put upon ourselves. I I don't know how any clearer to say it, but the more I sit back and look and watch and look and watch, as usual, uh, I think, you know, I, I hear all these white people saying that black people have to fix their own problems, that we can't impose solutions. Well, I feel much the same way about women. We can blame where we were, where we are, on men, all we want. But until we stop accepting the terms, until we get more like those West Virginia teachers,
1: God bless just them, and
0: say, Nah, we ain't gonna do this anymore. Who, who's, who made up these rules? They aren't our rules. We don't accept them anymore. You can't give us the rules and use them against us. And that's what they do.
1: Okay. Uh, Norma says, I totally agree with Susan. And then she goes on and stop shaving and waxing your private parts. When did this torture become the norm? I, well, I so agree with that. I I was stunned to find out that that women women are ripping their pubic hair. Oh, 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 oh. I can't even Im- ah, Well, and here's
0: the stupid ah. thing: men, like idiots, they're falling even oh, for vulnerable too. It's just stupid. Well, you then, need that here. It was put there for a reason. Yes,
1: God put it there for a reason. And I have to tell you something else. Um, I...
0: Wait long enough, it'll all fall
1: out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite all, but it it definitely It, no, go, it goes it like your eyebrows out of
0: the right. middle of your cheek right? And out of your nose and out of your ears. Right.
1: You get like a hair coming out of your chin here that grows at such speed. I mean, like from day to day, it grows three inches. It's beyond belief, and you don't even notice until you trip over it. And 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 the reality is is that um. What's reality? What's reality? What's reality? Um, Oh, I think there's something really bizarre about women wanting to look like girls. Like
0: prepubescent boys? Yes.
1: Yes. Like, yeah. Like
0: prepubescent girls, more accurately. Yeah, prepubescent girls
1: girls taking away a sign of their womanhood. Um, It's it's my and.
0: That guy you're with would rather
1: be sleeping. a child. Exactly. And I think for men now to get used to seeing these hairless uh, pubic areas, and, uh, yes, um, are that's creepy. It's pedophilic. Oh, I, yeah. I, so here are young women. And you know some of them, and there's, in every other way, like, uh, you know... Well, there's
0: plenty of older women, too, don't you? That are doing
1: it? Jesus, H. You know, I talked to my gynecologist about this uh, when I became aware of it about uh, a few years ago, and she said, it's just beyond belief. She said, uh, and, and she tells all the women who are doing it, this is not only unnecessary, it is actually... a Against your own, you know, good health, health interest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. You know, hair on our bodies is there for a reason. The hair in your nose is there to trap stuff that your body doesn't want getting in. I suspect that is true of your your uh, what do you call it? Do do uh, what's that area?
0: hair pu, pudenda.
1: Pudenda. pudenda.
0: Is that well? The, that's plural, dumb.
1: Pudendum. <laughs> what a way! I don't know. Sorry, pudendum. I mean, no! I didn't
0: mean to skew it there, but i, I there's just—it's just getting to me. It's really getting to me. You know, I'm thinking of—I'm—I'm I'm listening to all of these arguments that people are screaming about, and and, and trying to figure out what is. What is just down at the bottom some stuff we can do? And and, and I feel the same way. And and for me, it's each woman taking control of her own body and dominion and control over her own body and really looking at herself and saying, really, what do you want to do? What do you not want to do? And I'm not saying walk around to be ugly, and I'm not saying make yourself unhappy. I'm just saying, we don't have to we don't have to do all this stuff and it and i think overall it does not in or in to our benefit to do it i think it's a sign of servitude
1: yeah i agree
0: and and i think we should look at it that way and i think we should be conscious of it that way and the more you look at it that way the more you'll not want to do it um and, uh, okay, so that so that was one of my rants. The other rant is the stuff about school shootings, and and securing our schools, and uh, all these people that are you know writing letters everywhere and saying we need to put guns here and we need to secure our schools and we need to stop funding sports and secure our schools. Use the money there. And I just want to say, as someone who spent a lot of years on a school board. After Columbine, that if you don't think every school district in the country has consulted with police and with security people and gone over plans and put plans in place and done everything that they could to make their school a safe place, you're all idiots. Right. And then I will say the second thing. If you think there is anything that you can do to keep somebody from getting into your school and shooting up your kids, you're not. Yeah. There is nothing you can do. You can't lock all the doors from the inside and the outside because then they'll die in a fire. You know, you just have to take all of these things through and you will understand how complete security is not possible. So now it is time to say you've all pushed it way too far. You took your Second Amendment rights to the point of absurdity. And now the only thing left to do really is to confiscate the guns. I suggest that we open up an armory. Everybody put their guns willingly in the armory. When you want to go hunt, you may go check out your gun.
1: Oh. I've
0: had it. I've had well, it. Well, I just understand, It's it way yeah. too far. Yeah. And if the argument is there's way too many out there, so it's too late now, well, no. Then there's way too many out there, and we've got to get them in. And I don't know why we're just lying down here and saying, well, nothing can be done. Let's shoot up a few more kids. Your kid's next. Your kid's next. Your kid's next. Your kid's next. Stop it. Okay. This is just stupid. So that's my second rant. You've shut me up for six weeks. I'm done now. I'm going back. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say we ought to, we ought to, you know, shut you out for six weeks uh, more often because, uh, yeah, you come back, you'll pardon the expression, you know, gunning for, uh, you know, for people. And uh, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I will say it's politically unfeasible your armory idea. Oh, but, of course it is.
0: But I mean, I'm just saying that it's time. You know, all of these little namby-pamby measures really are bullshit. Yeah. And we, and again, it's just we're just bargaining from a position of weakness when, in fact, we are in the majority. Right. And there is absolutely no reason for us to be bargaining from this position of weakness. We need to stand up and take back control of our country. Right. Period. You,
1: all right, Susan. You mentioned the uh, West, the triumphant uh, West Virginia teachers. And yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Wow. <laughs> and you know, for that
0: and for that, Lynn, they got five thousand you know, five percent of what?
1: Five so percent Well, I think I know somewhere. Five percent of forty some thousand.
0: I was gonna say forty thousand. So let's just
1: it's figure that more. out.
0: That's two thousand dollars a year divided by fifty two. Take it, out taxes.
1: I know. It's uh, oh no, it's a little more than forty average of those teachers is 46,000 but it's that's 13 percent less than the national average Um, and there was a the the reality is is uh, you mentioned the shooting stuff teachers (laughs) teachers uh, in our country are expected to do an awful lot more than teach right their uh, their work is, uh, they're like social workers, they're psychologists. Uh, Donald Trump actually suggested that one way teachers sh- could earn more money is agreeing to become armed. So they can be uh, armed uh, security, they can uh, do all of this, they deal with the effects of poverty in West Virginia, which uh, has uh, the... I think worst opioid overdose death rate. Um, that plays out in the classroom. They, they have uh, teachers there in in lots of schools have closets that they keep clothes in, so that when a kid comes in with filthy clothes, they've got clothing to give them. Or and they do this on their own dime, just like they've been every buying school teacher, every teacher supplies.
0: In elementary every school in elementary every teacher in the elementary school has a closet with clothes in it
1: it's unbelievable and um, and and they are also in West Virginia noticing that a lot of the kids who do have ADHD and who are medicated are all of a sudden in the last few years not medicated and disrupting classrooms and they're fig- they figured out that because it's because their parents are selling the kid's medication.
0: Or taking it. Or taking it. It's speed.
1: Or they're selling it to get the meds they really want, which are, you right. know, Oxycontin and the but, opioids. I mean,
0: it's speed. It's very, I uh, even, uh, it, it, it's been a known issue forever that, that, that high school kids that that get Adderall and all that stuff for their ADHD have always sold it.
1: It's. I mean, here's the reality. Yeah, here's the reality. Uh, Teachers um, are now in a position where they are literally not only being asked to educate, but also being asked to uh, lay down their lives, right? How many teachers have died trying to protect their students? Unbelievable.
0: Well, you know, let me just point out the other thing. I mean, we have students that drive these teachers. Nuts. to the point yeah. of crazed anger and it is through monumental control that these teachers don't do more than they do but usually when they absolutely can't stand it anymore there have been several incidents of teachers duct taping arid children to their chairs which I find to be actually a creative and
1: amusing. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, Susan, what if those Response. teachers?
0: But wh- when I was on the school board, it's not. I mean, you know, that a teacher ends no, up getting a, that, you'd that's be fired. a bad thing to do. Right. But now we're going to give these teachers guns.
1: Guns? They can shoot the kid.
0: That's right. Right. And don't think they won't. Yeah.
1: There'll be kids who will be killed. Um, or don't or, think a kid, or a kid can't get hold the, of the gun. Or, Or a kid will get hold of the gun and shoot the teacher. It's just. uh, Why
0: anybody thinks, you know, can't think two seconds into the problem to understand that that is a no go.
1: I know. It's beyond belief. So listen, I came upon, I don't know if you maybe saw it, but it was just a sort of little story, and this is about history that very few of us know anything about. And they said that, in fact, it's sort of been lost to history until someone found some old information somewhere um department stores are pretty much um a dying uh kind of uh institution right but they they used to be uh just extraordinary things i'm thinking about turn of the the late 1800s into the 1900s um department stores (laughs) were amazing and and the thing is is that they took care of their employees in astonishing ways. Let me give you a for instance. I'm talking about Macy's. I'm talking about Saks, Bloomingdale's, Lord and Taylor, and I'm talking like about 1910. Common store services for employees included, pharmacies, emergency rooms, surgical suites, delivering babies, employee only lunch rooms, academic classes, vocational classes, sun lounges, rooftop parks, vacation camps, libraries, uh parlors stocked with stationery, made attended bathrooms with combs and brushes uh do you believe that so is it i'm just thinking yeah. what is that was so anyway the piece i read uh, on this was in the new york times and it ended thusly which just cracked me up and then made me want to cry because uh, remember the recent news that uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, Warren Buffett and Jamie, private Don-
0: healthcare. Right. Yeah,
1: maybe th- are trying to think up a way that they themselves will offer independent uh, healthcare for their employees. And um, the guy who wrote this article says, "Well, gentlemen, welcome to the 19th century." think of that I mean think of that if you worked at one of these places in the late 19th century early 20th century they were giving you all this the entire 11th floor of uh Lord and Taylor on fifth avenue I remember that store is it still there yeah that's where I got my wedding dress um The whole 11th floor was devoted to nothing but employee health and welfare. Hospitals, gymnasiums, Ruthgards, school rooms for employees' children. I'm looking at a picture of a a bunch of boys sitting at a school in 1899, uh, and it's in a department store, and their parents are, are employees. Jesus, h. I mean,
0: well?
1: <laughs> I mean, come on. It even mentions our store here in Pittsburgh, um Kaufman's. And this was before Kaufman's was just Kaufman's. Of course it's gone now. It's now it doesn't exist. At the Kaufman and Bayer store in Pittsburgh, Women relaxed on the sunroof while men played basketball in wire cage courts. That for employees on the roof. Who knew? Do you see how far we've come backwards? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the welcome to the 19th century.
0: Well, but you know the 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 good news. About all of this going back to those teachers in West Virginia is that for all the attempts to to put down unions and to and to lessen the effect of unions, the um, the story of unions is not forgotten. So that those teachers who were forbidden to do what they did and may or may not have been unionized, but it didn't matter because they were an ineffective one, decided to use their good old union tactic which worked mm-hmm. and i think and i think it's right the more that the more that we take all of these things away and try and tell people that that's the way it should be the more that they're going to remember that no this isn't the way it was and it doesn't have to be that way and you don't get to keep all the money i get some too hmm. yeah I mean, I really do think we're going to start seeing a bunch of these things. Well, I hope so.
1: Yeah, I was talking yesterday about I think, yeah, I think we will. And this will be maybe the one positive legacy of uh, Donald Trump, that he is uh, going to be uh, pretty much the direct result. Uh, I mean, he will. The he res- w- yeah, he'll
0: you will know be the what catalyst.
1: I, the catalyst for a, uh, essentially, a revolution, uh, a rebellion, uprising, mostly led by women. Um, Henry, by the way, writes, my niece is a teacher in West Virginia. She tells me the salary increase barely covers the increase in their health care contribution. Of course. Right. It's also, she he'd said, he says, I'd also like to know why it is that the state of West Virginia sets the salaries. Here in Pennsylvania... The school boards set salaries. I'm pretty sure that's how it works in every school district, and in, in certainly in most places, right? Well,
0: Susan. but they're very different. Clearly, they have one huge school district which is run by the state, uh, because those teachers didn't weren't bargaining with individual school districts. They they were. You know, the, somehow West Virginia is in charge of their own educa- the whole educational system. Each state does it the way they do it. But I I just want to say that when I sat on that school board every year, when we talk salaries and you know, and I would see in uh, in my district the the members of the board were usually fairly well healed individuals.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: when, and I would and I would watch them nickel and diming these people. And, you know, and I would just look at them and say, well, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, I happen to know that when you have dinner at Tony's, you drop more than that on dinner a night. And you're quibbling about you whether you can stretch this out over a year and give this teacher 25 cents more, and they should be excited.
1: And so this was a relatively well-to-do hunk of taxpayers, a bunch of this taxpayers. Was
0: a well, relatively yeah. well-to-do hunk of taxpayers. This right. Still... Resting the money from their hands to pay the teachers that they expected to do the best for their little darlings. I never understand this disconnect, why we want to hate the teachers that we send our children to.
1: Lynn uh, writes from Ohio, I lived in Boston in 72, 73. I worked at (laughs) Fileens. Oh, great. The building was across the street from Jordan Marsh. We had a medical room with a staff nurse and an employee's cafeteria where I ate the best baked stuff haddock in my life. It was great. So that still hung on, even into the 70s there. Wow. Well, it's all gone now. It's uh, Law of the Jungle, everybody for themselves. Hey, Susan, I came across something so funny in the Wall Street Journal.
0: Um, Oh, well, good for you. Yes. And it's, that's a challenge.
1: Yes and I that's yes, true And I've uh, created a, a, a new uh, little category for the show because it gets the irony award of the day. And uh, the the headline is Pearson family, uh, a family that I is from Oklahoma I guess. Pearson family sues University of Chicago. And I thought, what's that about? So I just read the first paragraph, and that's where I found the irony. Listen to this. A family foundation that gave the University of Chicago $100 million in 2015 to fund research aimed at reducing conflict around the world is suing the school for breach of contract. I love it. They they spent like, is there isn't peace. Huh?
0: Why, because there isn't peace in the world?
1: No, because they don't think the university is using their money properly and getting well, things of up off the ground. But the idea of they want that a, they're
0: suing to they want a
1: conflict free world <laughs> and they after Damn two, it sue if they after two, two and a them. half years they say, All right, <laughs> That's it. We're suing the pants off you. I love it. Anyway, so that was that. And <coughs> you did a, a little rant. I want to do a little rant, too. I get so annoyed and always have. At And I thank God someone wrote a piece on it. So, you know, when somebody finally writes something that you've been thinking and you say, yes, yes, why don't people... Stop doing this <clears throat> And what it is is when people say things like Did I spit on myself? What is that?
0: <laughs> oh that sounded so funny because you let into it's like when people say things like <laughs> I hear
1: did I spit on myself? <laughs> What the jays? It's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay
0: ranch away. Okay. It's lost some of its force. I,
1: I know. What the hell was it?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so
1: this um, person wrote something. When people say uh, things like, oh, you baby boomers, you know, messed up the entire world, or these millennials... Will either they're lazy, narcissistic bums, or they're going to save our ass. You know, that kind of millennials, Gen Or well, ex- don't listen to teenagers <laughs> because they eat Thai Thai pods. Yeah, well, it, this guy who wrote the piece called it the generation game. Uh, this, it, this absolutely absurd, and I guess it's media-driven, it would be, because who else decides that... Everybody born uh, between uh, this date and that date are somehow the same. So much so that you can tar the entire group made up of, obviously, individuals with all kinds of personality traits, this and that. It drives me nuts. Nuts. Don't you agree? What is that bullshit? Yeah. And people do it all the time. I mean, stop it. I mean, part of why I started hating it is because baby boomers, which which is my cohort, uh, baby boomers were always maligned, you know, and uh, from the time we were oh, no. causing trouble. Somebody
0: I'm, hit a button.
1: Hello? She's gone.
0: Yeah, somebody hit a button. I'm back. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Somebody did hit a button.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Carlo's looking like I did I swear to God. I did he not looking like looking like a chef and top chef. Uh
0: <laughs> his hands up.
1: <laughs> oh, see I don't know the I don't know the show. Anyway.
0: You don't watch Top Chef jeez.
1: Oh, Susan, I don't uh... I am just I'm so out of it and I love it. It's why I'm I'm happier. But anyway, um yeah, baby boomers are, you know, we w- w- totally destroyed everything in the 60s and now we're it, w- we've totally destroyed uh everything economically, we're selfish, we're jerks, we're this, we're that. What kind of bullshit? It's, it's like it's like um, it's the same kind of idiocy to me as astrology, that somehow there are character traits that can be, you know, put on people uh, born between this date and that date. Give me a break.
0: You don't think I'm a Leo?
1: <laughs> what are the traits of a Leo?
0: I don't know. I roar a lot. Right. Well, you I'm probably
1: do have some of the Leo traits. And I'm a Capricorn. All I knew is Richard Nixon was a Capricorn, and I thought, okay, so what traits do Richard Nixon and I have in common? What bullshit?
0: You're both very bright. You're well, both that, very bright.
1: Oh yeah, okay, that doesn't do it. That that just uh, so I just want to say that ascribing characteristics to any mass of human beings, all of them unique, is the stupidest thing imaginable. That's
0: well, just ageism. That's just ageism. You know, they're what? taking a whole group of people that are only similar by a, a range of age and then, yeah, ascribing uh, characteristics to them. What I mean, kind it's, of stupidity. No different. That's an ism. It's no different than saying all white people. are arrogant
1: assholes or, you know, all, you know, the same thing. I agree. So we agree. We do agree.
0: All right. So that's your rant. I don't know. I think there are, let's think of other things to get exercised
1: about. Well, you're the one (laughs) who started with eyelashes. Excuse me. There are people, children dying in Syria, and you said eyelashes. I know,
0: I know, I know, I know, I know. Totally, totally. Totally focused on the on the uh, surface stuff and and to go on with that I would just like to say did you watch the Oscars
1: that how did you know see our minds work exactly I, I was just about to say the Oscars I I turned them off actually
0: yeah well it was boring but not very boring I saw Sandra Bullock wearing her own death
1: mask. Did you see her? Yeah, what happened to her? She looked horrific. <laughs> didn't she looked like she was wearing a Yeah, mask? what happened? She really didn't even look like herself. You think that's plastic surgery gone awry?
0: Well, I think I think that that's way too much filler in her cheek and then a yeah. face full of Botox.
1: Yeah, it's that bullshit again. God, those women. Why don't they stop and doing that? She was so that? cute, and
0: she would yeah. have been a cute older person. Too. Yeah. Now she just looks like a plastic doll Yeah,
1: herself. scary. I saw her, too, and thought, whoa. But I, I, I. By the way, the lowest rated Oscars uh, ever. Uh, it
0: was boring. It wasn't funny. It was boring. And well, you know there was what? Nothing to recommend it.
1: Here's what I think. Why would anyone? And I'm. Uh, it's not an. First of all. Um,
0: why do we care who's giving them? It's their, their trade show. Why do why? Do it we exactly.
1: It's their trade show, and it has. Let's admit it. Become a platform for liberal politics, right, or progressive politics. And I can see why people who don't share those politics would tune out. But I share the politics, and it puts me off. I why eh, eh, I don't know. Stupid, boring. The 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 um. The, the speeches uh, I don't I don't need to he- I don't know I I I'm done I can tell I'm done and I'm not alone I'm not young people I want to say here's a generational thing millennials don't watch the academy awards <laughs> they don't <laughs> and now this old baby boomer is sick of them um eh I just yeah Board. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that was my one comment.
0: The uh, That was the only, okay. uh, looking back on the whole thing, the only thing that sticks in my brain as being memorable was my shock.
1: Oh, at Sandra um, Bullock.
0: At, at Sandra Bullock's face. Other than that, you know, I, I you, uh, that, was, that was it. Other than that, I think I played bridge.
1: I wondered if it was because, you know, I think every other Academy Awards I've watched while, well, you know, Drinking, smoking pot, eating popcorn, and I'm not doing any of that stuff anymore. So I just sat there and watched it, and I thought, this is awful.
0: Well, no, no, <laughs> I can I can assure you, it read the same way from the other side of the. Of the because side. you were
1: drinking and smoking pot.
0: It's still sure. I mean, California, <laughs> well, where all is legal. Yeah, I
1: know. Um, no, but it it's actually fully legal. Yeah, yeah, the the ratings were down 20 percent from just last year. Um, four years ago, 44 million people watched the Academy Awards. You know who watched Sunday? 26 million. That is.
0: Four uh, you years- know, but I really, I actually think that had more to do with the the, the crop of movies. I mean, the the, well, that's two to true. One, all, the two that won all the awards, people didn't even
1: see. See, that's true. Um,
0: you know, so I just think people weren't interested. There was nothing that they were rooting for. There were no people particularly that they cared about. I guess. And, um, so, I no, but you know, but the
1: thing you is, know. you know, ratings for for all live uh, events, sporting events, uh, shows, it's all way, way, way down. So people just, sorry, TV just, you know, people have control now. They don't have to.
0: They don't have to watch. the they, only they show. Have, they have. Yeah. Right.
1: It's it, gone. Is it's the only show in town? I'm sorry, it's not. And um mm-mm. so Chuck writes. I was very much. Uh, I very much enjoyed the special on Mr. Rogers last night. It was beautifully produced, full of wonderful reminders of his kindness and of better times. His conversations with the boy in the wheelchair and Yitzhak Perlman were fantastic lessons for all. I know it just it blows you away. I couldn't help but wonder what Mr. Rogers would have to say. Oh God. About social media, school shootings, and the current political climate. He would be. He would be so.
0: He would be distraught like the rest of us. He
1: would be so appalled. But he would. And he would feel that it was. I mean, it. I don't know. Who knows? And why isn't Mr. Rogers' neighborhood in perpetual reruns? Because PBS doesn't. It is. Well. Isn't it no, it's somewhere but it isn't on like the usual uh, whatever
0: well you can you can YouTube it I mean yeah. like, because I know my grandson right you know is already an aficionado because his daddy you know took all power from mr. Rogers
1: I know <laughs> I have told That's actually great. yeah Sarah Silverman on um, on the show uh, on in the documentary was so so incredible herself, um, in her reactions and she says she feels like Mr. Rogers helped make her the good parts of the person she is and that she's st- he still sort of, you know, lights her way to what she wants to to be. I mean the power that gentleman had is It's he just a
0: real moral compass. Wow. A, I mean he 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 really provided a clear, shining moral compass to small children in a way that they just completely got and felt comforted
1: and by. And never talked that
0: such a thing would exist. Never yeah. talked
1: down to them. Uh-uh. Never ever. Although the first time I met him, I really was so freaked. I mean, because I didn't watch his show as a child. Did you?
0: Uh.
1: I don't think little, it, yeah. I don't think... I did. Well, it didn't I exist. It. I think I... You might have gotten the tail... I, 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 before you I aged out. I remember
0: seeing it when... I, before I had children. Let's just put it that
1: way. Okay. Okay. But, I mean... What... But when I... He talked, you know, when you met him in person, when he... He talked in the same way he... He looked at you in the same way he was, and they kept saying on the show all the time, he was exactly who you saw on TV. That is true. Absolutely true. And there's something that was so, like, disconcerting to be talked to in that gentle tone by this uh, adult when you're an adult. And I felt immediately like I was a child again. I just (laughs) felt... Thank God for your son because I was able what I was able to contribute to you know, the conversation when I met him was the story about um about Arlie and I'll tell it again. I we were in Palm Springs, um where my parents had a place. Uh Susan's son was what, all of like three, maybe, three or four. Maybe at the most. Yeah. yeah. And um He had, you know, those—I don't know—he was standing next to the swimming pool, and and uh, my dad, our dad, was was in the pool, and he screamed at Arlie, "Hey, Arlie, come on in, come on in!" And Arlie said, "Oh, I'm afraid," or something. "I'm afraid." Or he didn't say I'm afraid, he just didn't want to. And our father said, come on in, what are you, afraid? This is the kind of parenting we grew up with, right? (laughs) What's wrong with you, you afraid? This from our sweet, gentle father, but who was clueless about how to talk to children. And Arlie stood up there to this big Over six foot tall guy, his grandfather, standing in the pool, and said, Yes, I am afraid. And Mr. Rogers says it's okay.
0: (laughs) And that put Poppy in his place.
1: Yeah, that did. Shut him up. Anyway, (laughs) Mr. Rogers loved the story, obviously. And, uh, okay, we're out of time. Oh, no, we're not out of time. We got ten more minutes because we started late. We started late. We sure did. Yeah. So we, uh, Susan, I know Susan's dog is in uh, boot camp. (laughs) The dog that we sometimes have heard bark in the background while the show is on has gone to reform school. He, uh. He was initially supposed to be there for a relatively short time, but he's proving somewhat recalcitrant, which is what Susan <laughs> Susan prophesized. She said he's very stubborn. He is not gonna wanna do this. So um, he's gonna go back. Well, behind. I mean, if
0: he weren't stubborn, I would have trained the dog myself. You know, but <laughs> I mean, there's there's only so far you can go with Ernie, and then. It doesn't happen.
1: But so I, he so, was supposed to only be there, Suze, for two weeks while Right. Yeah. Uh, and two two now its
0: up yet.
1: Yeah, but it's up on Thursday and you say he you're not going to enter the picture now till Monday. So he is yeah. proving uh
0: he's, he's getting an extra week. <laughs> well huh? what was cute is that, you know, I'm getting these videos and I, you know, when you send your dog away to be trained, it's terrifying. You know, you don't want him to be, to come home, not your dog. Right. And you don't want him Broken. to be yeah. And, With, yeah I don't and, and one of the main reasons that I, you know, use this guy is because before I could say anything, he said to me, I don't want to break your dog. That's not the point. And and I and so and he and he clearly hasn't because he <laughs> sent me a <laughs> he, he sent me a videotape of, of Ernie's unleashed work work yes Ernie which I saw looking, yeah yes which in which Ernie is looking so totally bored but he's doing it and you know and he's and he's and he's going you know walking in circles like and looking at the guy like why the hell do you want to do this you know and he's yawning. He's a, you know, you got to pick. Ernie is a beagle shepherd mix. So he's a 60 pound hound looking guy. So he's yawning, he's walking around. Then he lies down and, and on command and stays, which I think is really good, until the trainer says, Come on, Ernie, come to me. And Ernie and he doesn't. looks
1: at him and yawns.
0: <laughs> he thinks, What?
1: You put me here in the middle well, of the I'm street to lie now. down? What the hell? <laughs> that uh, was I, a nap cue. Yeah, so... uh slight-
0: Meanwhile, folks, you have to understand, I put this dog in here because he can be aggressive.
1: <laughs> Hard to believe, but yeah, so Susan is worried that because he shows aggression every once in a while, and I. so Susan speaking... In of-
0: unpredictable moments, that's got to be stopped. I'm worried that he'll one day do something that will cause me to have to put him down. So that's why I'm doing this. So did,
1: did you happen to see these numbers that were in the New York Times science section yesterday? No. I'm glad you didn't, but now I'm going to share them with you. It says here you are much more likely to be killed by a bee or a dog than by a terrorist, obviously, or by a snake or by a spider. The things we're most afraid oh, of well,
0: well that makes total sense though
1: yeah of course
0: because we surround the more you surround yourself with something the more chances there are to have something awful happen
1: well here's what it says in uh, a seven-year period it's not that many anyway 478 of us americans were killed by bees or hornets or wasps that's the biggest number but that's because of
0: Anaphylactic shock. Yeah, anaphylactic
1: shock. But the next biggest number is dogs. 272 people were killed by dogs, and most of those are children. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why Susan is nervous. Because I I had a dog who had shown no signs ever of aggression and who... No one witnessed it. Was alone in the backyard with a young child, boy, and almost took the kid's face off. Nobody knows what happened, what that, the kid had to have done something, but it is frightening. Anyway, 72 people were also killed by other mammals, including cows. <laughs> horses and pigs how the hell do you get killed by a pig oh you can get trampled
0: you know how you know oh they can be huge you lived on a pig
1: farm yeah and they can be absolutely huge but i also lived on that same farm there were cows and one of the most frightening moments of my life was when i was chased who knew by a bunch of cows that were coming at me and running. I never saw cows run. Did you ever? They just stand around chewing or they're sleeping.
0: Did you ever hear of a stampede?
1: Yeah, but those are like beef cattle, right? I don't think of dairy cows. And it was with that same dog. We were walking in the field and these cows came at us. Oh God, I never ran so fast in my life. It was like Roger Bannister fast. I'm not kidding. I might have broken a record. <laughs> he just died, I think. I know. That's why I said his name. Yeah. Anyway, and it also says it was, it's usually family dogs or dogs known to the children. Right. Oh, so, yeah. So that's why you got to... And people who are afraid of wildness. Oh, I'm scared I'll get killed by a bear or, uh, you know, puma. Uh, no. Uh, domesticated animals are the ones... Well, but as you say, they're the ones we're around.
0: Right. Right. But yes, as as you say, this is why um Ernie has been yeah. uh, sent off to boot camp. And and the reason that it happened and and is not the reason that you think. But a um um you know the 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 Angel Clarence in um
1: Yeah. in uh, it's a it's wonderful, a wonderful li- life. life. Yeah.
0: Well, the female version of Clarence just um, appeared in the dog park one day to me. This woman that I have never seen before or seen since. A perfect, beautiful, little, teeny little woman with snow-white hair done in a French twist, wearing black, and the most beautiful diamond earrings and hoops that I've ever seen coming out of her ears. And she bestowed upon me the name of this trainer. And, and that was it, so I had to do it. Because I told Mom yesterday, I think she was the female version of Clarence, uh, <laughs> sent to me.
1: <laughs> well. Well, she was a very
0: weird sight there, I have to see. Yeah. It was not your usual. Yeah, and you then she,
1: you never saw her again, and then she disappeared. Yeah, never
0: saw her again. Never in three years, hadn't ever seen her
1: before. Yeah. And Who knows? So she was there to save you and Ernie. But of course, when you you're going in for your training starting Monday, right? So yeah, I, that's the big part. You. We me. wish you all the best, Sue, because you're stubborn too, just like Ernie.
0: <laughs> well, the problem is, is I'm so I'm
1: rooting for Ernie. <laughs> I know, but you gotta know. You, okay, God help you. Anyway, okay, I hate to anyway act.
0: one last thing I did see what was making me laugh is I coincidentally across my uh, news feed this morning comes a picture of a beagle sitting on the end of a um, uh, what's that, that why am I blanking? a treadmill okay. sitting on the end of a treadmill uh, with one paw. You know, going on the treadmill, back. You know, just pawing at the treadmill as he sits at the end (laughs) and not,
1: not moving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He looks exactly like Ernie, but anyway. Okay,
1: Okay. well, I think that might wrap it up. Did we do it? Yeah, I have one thing here, but I'm looking at it and it's depressing, and I don't want to end on that. So, it'll keep. Who needs it? We can
0: get depressed another day. Yeah.
1: I, that's my motto now. Okay. Um, okay, so guys, we hope to iron out this um, technical issue we're having. And um,
0: Well, thank you for getting me on today because <laughs> if I had heard you say one more time, well, Susan will just get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning and do it tomorrow.
1: <laughs> no, I know, and I wouldn't, yeah, I feel for you. I do. So any. Anyway, thank you, Susan. Great to hear your voice. Okay, bye. And uh, thank you guys, those of you who hung on. And uh, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow and try to do this again. Okay? Bye.
0: Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lincoln Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.